Welcome everyone to Global Supply Chain Week. This is Alan Adler, the Midwest Bureau Chief for Freight Waves. Uh, we are joined today by Dave Madey, who is the Senior Vice President of Business Development for Aurora Technologies. This is uh, one of our companies that we cover quite a bit in the autonomous uh, trucking space. Uh, Dave has an interesting background, really. He's been at uh, Aurora for a little over two years, I guess, but prior to that, spent about two decades at General Motors, where he was a gatekeeper for a lot of major projects there. And and when I worked at GM, we encountered each other uh, once or twice, um, usually in, in uh, w- one of those times where, you know, he had to make hard decisions and we had to live with them. But uh, anyway, that, that was sort of just a little bit of history. But uh, prior to uh, joining uh, Aurora, uh, Dave really did do a lot at GM. He was involved in uh, company efforts with key roles in forecasting and product planning and program management, finance, corporate development, uh, and global mergers and acquisitions. So uh, a little bit of everything, really, and all of it, uh, kind of the, the important stuff that makes the business go. So, Dave, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate the opportunity to join uh, with you today. Um, I think uh, gatekeepers may be a little strong, but um, I'll take it. What the heck? Um, well, that was always the way it felt to me, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, listen, I want to give you a chance right here at the top to sort of bring everybody up to speed on what's happening at Aurora these days. You've got the partnerships. You've got uh, you've got some customers. You've got some dates out there. Why don't you just give us a, a quick summary of what's happening? Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I think um, overall um, progress has been uh, really good at Aurora since uh, the last year uh, was really a foundational year for us, uh, where we had a lot of achievements in terms of solidifying both our partnerships with um, two great OEM partners, um, but also really uh, the first time we uh, did a lot of firsts in the industry, uh, whether it be in introducing our, our safety case framework, uh, the first to really uh, come out and talk about an external roadmap that we would hold ourselves accountable to. Um, we launched several new partnerships and, and really expanded our partnership uh, ecosystem. Uh, and I think we're continuing that momentum for 2023. Um, really what we're focused in on is uh, our, our plan is focused and unchanged. We're going to prepare uh, technically and operationally for a commercial launch in the second half of 2024. Um, you know, uh, what's some immediate uh, upcoming milestones, which are really important. Uh, the next one out there is feature complete. I think we've shown that each quarter we've debuted new uh, capabilities of the Aurora driver, uh, many of which uh, puts our product incrementally closer to having the functional uh, safety and reliable operation that's necessary to operate without a human driver. Um, you know, capabilities uh, include everything from navigating through complex construction and debris on the road. You know, that's a really important uh, capability. Nearly 37% of fatalities result from swerving to avoid hitting an object. So super important. Uh, and feature complete to us really means having the requisite capabilities, both technically and operationally, to autonomously deliver commercial loads between our terminals on our launch range. That means for the rest of this year, after we deliver our feature complete milestone, we will work on refining that level of performance, right, that allows it to be sufficient for us not only to close our safety case, but operate at a level of performance that 
our customers are known and and must expect with regard to a service. So uh, that's some of the things happening uh, to date. We've uh, we're very proud of the partnerships we've had, and uh, we continue to build on them uh, each and every quarter. Good. All right. So I know a little about you. Our audience now has a, a summary of where you are. You're one of a, a number that are working with. OEM partners to um, get to the point of a redundant chassis that basically those functions would replace having a driver in the cab. And so when we talk about redundancy, it's not a bad thing. It's a critical uh, thing. And one of the areas that, you know, we think about with supply chain is that, you know, this is an industry, the, the automotive industry that's been beset by a lot of supply issues over the last two to three years. There's some continuing now. It's clearly getting better, but uh, but how is it that, you know, when you're working with, you know, in your case, PACCAR and Volvo, how are you able to sort of work through some of the shortages and some of the issues? Because, you know, autonomy is still a ways out and these guys need to get trucks out the door for customers today. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and and absolutely, uh, our our goal is not to disrupt their uh, primary business. I think if you take a step back, and anytime you think about developing and introducing a new technology, you're always going to experience challenges. And and frankly, the more advanced and uh, impactful the technology, generally the greater the complexity. So. Uh, one of the things that you have to do, even working with strong partners, is you have to demonstrate a bit of patience. Uh, and at the same time, you have to optimize your ability to source parts and adapt, right? Not everything's going to go great when you start, uh, but having really deep collaboration with your OEM partners is the way to mitigate most of the risks and challenges uh, that occur. And and I might say uh, we kind of look at it, you know, in two buckets, right? Like, uh, first off, we're really working towards commercial launch, right? And that means we're actively working with our OEM and tier one partners to ensure we have the platforms that you say are necessary uh, to have the redundancies in place, I should say, that are necessary, like the steering, the braking, and the power. And I, without this deep collaboration, I'd say it's incredibly hard for any AV company to navigate any disruptions, uh, especially when you consider the significant, as you mentioned, development expense, as well as when we first launched, it's it's nominal volume by o OEM standards, right? Um, so what we've done is we've really established this mutually beneficial partnership, and that really helps insulate us through supply disruptions. We're both working on the same goals to achieve. And even though our OEM partners are not immune to such disruptions, right, as they pop up, as these issues pop up from time to time, we work together to resolve them. We have a great system engineering expertise, uh, and we know how to mitigate supply disruptions that might impact our driver as we co-develop solutions that can be uh, used uh, as we develop add-on kits or whatever else uh, is necessary. And again, without that deep collaboration, I just don't think, uh, you know, you can handle the supply disruptions that might come up the same way. I think the second piece of this is really what a lot of people look to, right, which is the scaling. I think this is where we have the greatest opportunity and, and frankly, a really good advantage, right? We have development agreements with both PACCAR and Volvo, which obviously they represent a significant portion of the market, but they've been launching new technologies in their trucks for decades. Um, they're very experienced at it. They know how to do it. And you have to have that deep integration with experienced partners to make sure that not only do you have a fully redundant platform, but you really have one that can be produced at scale. There's a difference between pre-production parts and fully PPAP parts. 
with the automotive grade quality, reliability, and durability that customers come to expect. And so I think that's our focus area. And the deep collaboration is what enables us to handle some of the disruptions and the challenges that exist in today's uh, marketplace. Well, Dave, let's just drill down into that just a little bit. What have been or are the pinch points? You know, are they sensors, part shortages, competing, you know, completing the redundant chassis? What, where have you seen the things that you say you work through them? And I'm sure that's true. But where have they come from? I mean, when we talk to OEMs, we hear about kind of a whack-a-mole type of, of approach that the purchasing organizations go through because one week it might be tires, the next week it might be, you know, window regulators or whatever. Um, what kinds of things have, have you experienced in working with your partners, that is Volvo and Packard, that, you know, you've kind of gone along for the ride on, I guess? Yeah, so I think if, if you if you think about Volvo and Packard and, and, and how they approach things, all the traditional OEM parts disruption that's out there today, they've got a great process in place to handle it. And as a really critical partner of theirs, they've been great at ensuring that we have the right allocation of trucks to continue on our development and planning for our commercial launch. Again, it's still a nominal amount of the overall volume. So assuming that they um, have a valued partnership with us, which we know they do, um, they've been great at helping to mitigate some of those potential concerns. So if we need five trucks for development in the next quarter, they prioritize those. And it's really been helpful for us to have that strong collaboration and that partnership. if you think about the long term and some of the fully redundant capabilities that are out there, really it's it's a question of prioritization um, between both OEMs, but also the tier one uh, partners that they use. And at times it can be really challenging. You know, you've got uh, NRE that you got to recover. You know, there's volumes and prioritization of resources. Um, one of the great things about embedded with our uh, OEM partners is really they're just as interested in deploying and launching this critical technology as we are. They view it as not only a competitive advantage, but a great way to um, you know, continue to transform the industry. And these OEM partners have been transforming the industry a lot longer than we've been around. So they're really good at it. Uh, they're really supportive of it. Uh, if things do uh, occur, and they do, you know, sometimes a uh, supplier may may not have the necessary resources to get stuff done. That's when we get in together and work with them, see if we can share some resources, see if there's some things that we can take on ourselves in the early stages of development in an upfit as opposed to trying to integrate it right on the line through the development process until we get to that scaled solution. So everything is uh, uh, handled collaboratively and together, and that's how we focus on it. You, you know, when you think about the OEMs that, that do have partnerships, and, and of course, there's yourself, there's Daimler, uh, both with Waymo and with Torque as its independent uh, subsidiary, and, you know, th- those are the ones that come to mind first. Um, these guys obviously look at, at redundant chassis and autonomy as a business as well. Um there's no such thing really as an exclusive partnership in this business. Do you expect to see your partners ultimately offer this to others uh, along the way? Or, you know, again, that's a supply chain thing, because if, as you point out, you know, there's companies that, that don't have partnerships, but will need redundant chassis. Would you expect to see the, um, uh, you know, your partners make those available uh, along the way? 
Yeah, I think um, when we think about our partnership strategy, we don't require exclusivity and, and our partners don't require it either. We understand that deploying self-driving technology safely, quickly, and broadly means that we can't be exclusive and try to box people out. I think it, it sets the wrong incentive strategy, right? Because all of a sudden, if our volume isn't large enough and we, they can't monetize somewhere else, their prioritization of this technology gets worse. And so we think that we have mutually shared benefits and goals, and that's what helps align us. I will say this, and I think both of our OEM partners have agreed, um, it's hard to integrate with multiple people. And so we're really flattered by the fact that both Packard and Volvo trust us to work on the functional capabilities and specifications that can enable, or f- that can enable future growth. And uh, it's really important for us to make sure that we're working uh, hand in hand with them. There's a lot of growing uh, pains that um, the, or the, you know, the industry is going to need to go through in terms of how to uh, deploy this, and there's no better way to do it than working with them. Sure, in the long term, we could see a, a PACCAR program on another developer's uh, area, but we're not worried about that. We're worried about our goal and how we integrate. We think uh, we have the right partnership strategy uh, to make it very attractive, um, for both parties to succeed. And, and that's kind of been our focus from day one. Okay, let me get you out of here on this one because our time is a little short. Um, what does the supply chain, again, the focus of our of our supply chain week, what, what does the supply chain look like once certain hub-to-hub routes, uh, which is the goal that you have, um, are being covered? How does that supply chain start to, start to look at that point? This gets beyond the parts question and into sort of operations, I guess. Yeah, that's a great question. I think first off, you have to admire and appreciate how incredibly complex and efficient the logistics industry is today. You know, like OEMs, these logistics companies have been doing this for decades and they're incredibly efficient at it. They're incredibly reliable. And our goal is to use this technology to enhance and where possible transform the industry by really resolving, as I mentioned before, key pain points that really require a technical solution. So at first, Um, we're going to focus in on integrating within each partner's existing infrastructure, right? This will include immediate access to the stable, predictable source of supply that is safe and available nearly all hours of the day. These trucks will have the ability to double typical utilization on existing lanes, and they're unencumbered by expected delays and hours of service limitation. So we think that's a great opportunity for the supply chain overall uh, to maybe change and and get a little bit more efficient, even as we first introduce the technology. And then if you think about it as we expand across the South, uh, which is kind of uh, the first area of expansion, each of our partners' uh, uh, approach to unlocking this uh, value is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be based on what their existing network looks like and their strategy. But think about it in this way. Um, they may choose to switch from air to over the road to deliver goods from Dallas to Atlanta, given the ability to take uh, and drive 24-7, right? That's that's a new opportunity that didn't exist before without using team drivers, right? Uh, in other cases, it provides an opportunity to revamp their network. So you're changing over the road uh, routes to be less reliant on teams, uh, more more efficient. And again, you can uh, really set up your network so that you've got this stable, predictable supply. In every case, we view this as an enhancement to the existing network that they have. 
um, which is a combination of uh, their current human-driven fleet and, and, and seeing how this migrates over time for longer over-the-road ones that become more of an AV solution. And we have a regional and, and local uh, shuttle that is predominantly human-driven fleet. So we really think that this is going to adapt and, and morph over time. And it is a little bit different on each pilot um, or each partner. And in our pilots, that's why we utilize multiple partners. You know, we leverage and work with some parcel and LTLs. We work with full-time uh, or full truckload partners and we work with brokerages and we work with private fleets. So there's a great opportunity here to learn from each of those guys to help enhance and improve their efficiency of their network. So that's our approach. And that's what we think is going to happen. Well, it's ambitious. There's no question about that. And uh, thank you for giving such complete answers on these things. Um, it's been great to have you here. And uh, we we uh, look forward to catching up in the future and continuing to follow Aurora, uh, Aurora Innovations of Progress here. So thank you, Dave, very much for being here. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having us.